Be like, Actually, we're rolling. Talk shit. What's up? This is Patrick Ridge. What's up? Wait, are we rolling? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah we're rolling. I killed it already. Yes. <laughs> we have Danny Ferrari, one of my really good friends, yep. on the podcast today. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick, Danny? What you do for um, yourself? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how to like introduce myself in a witty way, but I'm a <laughs> music producer and I have a YouTube channel. We do tutorials. What's the YouTube channel? XLNT Sound. We do remake popular EDM songs, teach people how to do it. Yeah, so, so uh, Danny's been one of our go-to... Well, he just recently hit me up the other day, just randomly. We got a job because of you. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Somebody was like a client what was uh, referenced. He's like, we need... Some Chinese guy. He's like, we, he's like uh, they wanted to... One of the reference points was Hypercrest Rage. And I was like, uh, that dude like mentored me. Right. I don't know if people know that or not, too. I try to tell people that in our, in our channel. Like the mentors and how important that That's is. That's really cool. Wait, he was your mentor? Yeah. Well, for like sound? You were my sponsor Enjoy. first and I just didn't call him. And Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he was my sponsor like twice. I didn't tell you that. That's wow. Right. That's so funny. I was twacked and I was like playing in a Disney band. They were like going to go somewhere. They all had like rich parents and shit. And I was like, I don't know how it happened, but I was just taking pills. And then I ran into you outside of the uh, Canyon Club. Yeah. And uh, you were sponsoring a friend of mine named Chris at the time. Are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah. yeah. On this Chris uh, Vidra? I don't no, want to say his name. Chris. I shouldn't say No, his no. Name. That's a big part of what we do here is talk about. We get real. Okay. We, we get, love blowing anonymity here. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we get real about alcoholism and shit. Okay. Well, yeah. His name was Chris. and uh, Oh, Owens. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think I was sponsoring him, though. He was like talking to you or something, and that's right. how I knew you. And like you guys were, were, were doing like a... Uh, you guys were doing a sound check and I just saw you and I was like, hey, I'm Danny. I'm friends with Chris or something. This is before you even hadn't even met Travis too. Right. This was before that. And I was like, oh yeah, like uh, I, just, I think I need to get sober. And you're like, yeah, you can get like a sponsor. You're like I'll sponsor you. And I was like, really? And you're like, yeah. And I just never called you. And then I ran into you again because my buddy Travis started hanging out with you. And then you did the whole sponsorship thing again. Yeah, that's always actually the most, <clears throat> I respond the most enthusiastically about that type of shit. And I take that shit seriously. Like in the program, they say like, if you put anything before your sobriety, like you're fucked. Yeah. So whenever someone comes to me, no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, no matter what's happening, if they start talking about like sponsorship and like alcoholism, I'm like, boom, I'm in. I'm yeah. Like, it's like a, it's like a club. It's like an elite club that only we're a part of because we're here to save each other's lives. It's yeah. that serious. Like me sponsoring you or anyone is literally going to help me be happier. And yeah. Also, also I feel like there's an instant connection when I meet someone in AA. Like when, I, when you said you were sober, I was like, oh, okay. I don't right. have to worry yeah. about relating to you <laughs> or trying Get to it. like, yeah, it's chill. Yeah. He's fully on the level and, and it has a lot of that, all that darkness. And I mean, it was <laughs> that's funny. what's up, dude. It's like, I fuck with people with some dark. No, no. You know? Cause what'd you say? He asked for what the password was earlier. It was Satan six, six, six. And oh, what did I say? You, you were like, I'm glad you're not a pussy. Oh, right. <laughs> He's just like, I'm so glad you're not a pussy. And it was in, it was, there was no capital letters too. I appreciated that too. Yeah. Um, Capital letters yeah. and bitch boy shit. <laughs> just, just so that we can keep people engaged. I just want everyone to know that we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, the new uh, Netflix show Umbrella. We're going to talk a little bit about the new Weezer album. We're going to talk a little bit about the new Bad B- 
Barbie. Bad fe- Baby. Bad Baby Kodak feature. Black. Kodak Black. Black, which I don't. I mean, honestly, Bad Baby's. Uh, we had a good though? conversation about Bad Baby. I just, like, I, to be honest, though, like I watched the video and it's a dope video and like I'm not really that mad at her. And I actually really fuck with Kodak for some reason. Yeah, because he's like super weird and shit. Yeah, he kind of reminds And he doesn't give a fuck. No, and he has this like interesting swag about how he yeah. raps and. I really like that video with Travis Scott, the green screen one. It was easy. Yeah. It's really fun. I actually yeah. really want to like, there's something about that song, but um, also, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, True Detective season three. Oh, Maybe two, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, into that shit. And then I also want to talk about uh, my current deep dive into anime once again. Okay, cool. And Apex Legends. Cool. So okay. I think that... Uh, he's like, for, cool. <laughs> well, I just yeah, he's like, oh, all right. No, dude, anime? Are you kidding me? I love anime. He's got I, a I just, cowboy bebop tattoo on his hand. Oh, he does. That's right. Yeah, gun. and I just want to like, kind of like uh, do the opposite of what I see some of my friends doing on podcasts, yeah. which is like talk really slow and think they're super important and special. And I know that we're not. So I just want to let everybody Sneak know... Sneak right there. Right away, like you can learn some shit from this podcast, yeah. and um, you know Danny's been doing this YouTube shit for like what two years now? Yeah, two years. It's been it's definitely been the thing. I think that's they're making some money selling yeah. packs, and they got like fourteen thousand subs, and they have like I did I did not expect it to be successful. I'll tell you that much too. Yeah, that's what I think is kind of cool about it. And it's a big deal too. Like it's really hard to like break that YouTube barrier. And a lot of people try to do it. Yeah. I think you guys are doing something like creative. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Super dope. You should definitely check out their channel. Yeah. Yeah, Danny and my friend, for for those of you who know me, I think maybe I could actually be even a tiny bit up. (laughs) It's a little bit louder. But I'm just like noticing, but whatever. When you get into it, you start yelling. Yeah. You you can just leave it. But Danny (laughs) and my friend Travis... We're in a group called JFK, and it was they were really. I mean, they made some really dope shit. Uh, you're still That's making. That's when we first started. You're still making dope shit, and, and Travis even sent me something last night that was like really fucking rad. It was like fucking hardcore meets a like dubstep meet like hardcore like. It was like. It was like drum and bass, like yeah. meets happy hardcore or some shit. No, it's it drum and weird. bass meets like death metal. It's yeah. so dope. Mm. But he's always pushing it, which is what one thing I like about Travis is he pushes his production. Yeah. And you're more melody, songwriting. Yeah. And, you know, ironically enough, like I think that Danny has kind of become an all around great producer because he knows sonics production how to create a sound from scratch so he he was like the wickham but with sound and music dude (laughs) uh, no danny was like very much like when i first met him like didn't know anything yeah didn't care Uh, about much like kind of sort of i wanted to use presets he kind of was a little maybe lazy yeah. and like not driven and like like dirty and slop. Like just, <laughs> just not. No, I was. No, like just not the guy you would ever think uh, would do anything, which is so cool. I don't know if it was if Leaf helped you or like you just sort Leaf? of. Leaf? What's Leaf? That was, that's my girlfriend. We call her like Leaf. Because uh, gr- girls sometimes help us be get structured. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just like we would. you would teach us a lot of shit and I just really wanted to be good at it. And working with Travis and having a friend that was good at it. But you, I always had somebody that was like, I always felt that was like better than me. So it got to a certain point to where like I just had to do it myself. And then I don't know. I think it was just, 
Oh, I was like, I was working at Guitar Center and I was just like, yeah. And I was just newly sober too. So I started like really producing music. Like I'd always made music, but I started really producing music when I first got sober. And that was like a big thing. I was like, okay, I want to like go for this. But yeah, I just kind of felt like uh, when I went off and started doing it myself and just really stopped like kind of caring what other people thought or like my friends or that type of shit. That's when I felt like I was able to like really kind of come into my own. It doesn't make any sense, but by caring what other people thought, do you mean like if they liked your music or well, not? Well, like or? I was trying to impress Pat, I was trying to impress Travis, uh, I was trying to impress Brills, I was trying to impress Borgor, like all these people that I like had around me. I was like, if I can just get them to play my song, mm-hmm. like people will fuck with me, and then I could be a f- DJ, you know. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, it just got to a point where I was like, I just want to make like I just want to make cool shit. I just want to like figure out how this sound is made and then how to make this style genre and this style genre. I just wanted to be well-rounded and that eventually turned into what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so that, sick. that was like a, that was just kind of a, um, and that's like, you're in like a really like, I'm deep into like YouTube and like, I yeah. live on that fucking app and, um, the whole music production scene lately has blown up. Oh, it's crazy. Everyone's becoming a producer, producer. Yeah. And, like um instrumental remakes and how to tutorials yeah. are fucking huge now because kids don't want to like be in a band like when i was right. in high school it was like now it's like fucking everybody at festivals rap. are are uh, a producer a rapper yeah exactly it's just it's just what's in right now and it's just i just remember and i think that's a really important thing to talk about is like i thought that people were gonna like judge me because I was like making tutorials like i thought yeah. people were gonna be like oh that's fucking you're not a real producer or yeah whatever. And then it, 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 when I stopped giving a fuck about that, I started having success with it. I don't know if that makes any sense. So it's like, no, it, totally. And like just the tutorial world, I, I just saw something. I was like, I can do it better. And mm-hmm. I think that's like for you, like for you guys, like your video shit is like awesome. You know what I mean? You can do it better than other people out there. And YouTube is just this giant thing. That's just not even beginning to start to grow yet. You know? Yeah. It's, it's hard to understand what it is because I used to think of it as like, this is going to replace TV one day, but it's like, it is, but it's not even TV. Yeah, it's its own it's like so world. weird, man. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I had a lot of good mentors, like Pat was one of them along the way. I don't know if I said that, but. Did you make, <laughs> did you make your music loud enough? <laughs> no, it was never loud. My shit's <laughs> still not loud enough, dude. I fucking always like, I'm like kind of checking it and I'm like, remember shit that like certain numbers that I have to hit that Pat has told me or Travis. I still never fucking hit them. And I just stopped giving a fuck. But when I stopped giving a fuck and started just doing what I wanted to, I started getting successful. Oh, at maybe it, so. I should start doing that to stop listening. To just that, do what you're into, yeah. bro. No, I mean, this Gary, fool's into his phone right now. So. Yeah, yeah well, he's, I'm, he's, I'm just making sure we get the story. But yeah, Gary, he's actually Gary, doing something really important. Oh, he is? Yeah. Gary V talks about this a lot, and I, I believe it. Like, I put shit out there that's every day I'm posting something that's like, wow, like, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and it's like wh- wh- when you really stop caring, I mean, it makes you, it's what makes me a good speaker. It's what makes yeah. me a good artist. It was just, I mean, it's hard though, and I'm still sensitive and I care about what Tim thinks and we have partners and, yeah. and, and it's hard. Like, but, um, but yeah, like we, you can't, it's, it goes back to what we were talking about today. We posted a video on our YouTube today. It got like 20 views or something. Yeah. It now has 55. And then I, I freaked out. And we're, you never want to get into a place where you're modifying what you are based on the results you're yeah. getting. 
from the outside world. And it's something that we talk about in AA too. It's, it's hard too. Cause part of like the argument was about like, I was like, yes, I understand we have to do what you have to be us. Yeah. And like not give a fuck what people think. But at the same time, we're like stoked when we get 7,000 subscribers. Of course, so I'm yeah. like, we have like, do we have to pick a side or like, is there a do gray area in the lane? middle or yeah. it's just hard. Cause it's like, I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, Oh, I don't care about which videos get views. I don't care about any subscribers. Yeah. I, I like refresh that page every morning when I wake up and I'm constantly looking at it yeah. cause I want it. Ranker baiting. Yeah. But, but, but you know what? I, when when I'm at the place where I'm proud of everything I've done and I get to go back and look at the catalog of work I've created and I'm proud of all of it, which I'm at that place now. And I'm like, this is good. Yeah. And I've been consistent and it's organized and it's, it's what I, it's, it's, I've been able to, it's fuck the results. Yeah. When I get to that place. Right. Yeah. And I went full circle later a few hours later and i was i was just agreeing with pat like we just need to just pump just shit put out, out we can't overthink like. it and that's it yeah we can't be worried about what the people think because then we're paralyzed and you don't do anything but then once you see that you do yeah. you get success from from doing something that you like like just like in general like you're not thinking about like how many views it's gonna get i know it's important obviously you have to have that sort of sense but once you get a success of putting something out that you were genuinely like oh i think this is cool that's like that's that's it then you like it fucking all the fucking all the fucking, um, all the stress and hey, anxiety we're, we're doing of it. the podcast right now. So if you guys can just try to, I mean, you don't have to like Trim down. modify your life, but like <laughs> we are doing a podcast. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. Well, I don't know. Troy's really loud and self-obsessed. So that's doing some zom- zombie. He's shit. playing zombies over there in the living room. All right, stop showing up. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I guess that's her role. Damn, Wickham's looking at me like, is he about to lose his shit? No, I was looking. I was looking at you like Jesse's been the same way, and I'm like, uh, empathi- I'm like, wow, I'm not the only one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, don't don't give a fuck, and you'll just be successful. That's what I've learned. At least, some, do what you like, and uh, mute your phone when you're out, when you're recording a podcast. <laughs> oh my god Troy is calling us right now He's calling it on the line I just put you on speakerphone so everyone can hear you He just hung up on you too, that was so rude Oh my god, have you seen that Have, have you seen <laughs> oh that Kian Peel Where the, uh, he gets a call from the uh, From the telemarketer And the telemarketer hangs up on him And he goes This motherfucker <laughs> And he calls him back <laughs> And he goes, did you just hang up on me? And he goes, yeah, I, I, I thought you didn't want to buy anything. If you don't want to buy anything, I'm just going to go. And he hung up. And then he goes, wait a second. And he calls him back and he goes, I do want to buy something. And it's like this. It's so, they're such geniuses. Yeah, really and it's funny. like reverse psychology yeah. where he ends up buying a bunch of shit <laughs> just because the guy like, how do you think of that and then make a great video yeah, about that? And it's, it's, uh, it's, is it Jordan? Jordan's Jordan the, Peele. Yeah. He's the, director. the director. He's the guy, he's the telemarketer who keeps hanging up. <laughs> and the other guy, uh, what's his name? Key, I forget. Keegan something. Keegan. Okay. The other so guy. We the all, other Peele. Oh, we, we have some topics we want. Yeah. And then we can go into some other shit. But Whatever. Just real yeah. quick. My Chemical Romance band, we all love, I love. Yeah. I liked My Chemical Romance. I love MCR, point. dude. No, like I. Oh, you're like, you're way into him. Well, I mean. I wanted to paint well, my face white and wear uh, eyeliner. 
But like, dude, I listened to the, that that first three three cheers for Bittersweet Revenge yeah. album, bro. I listened to that like uh, a few months ago on the plane, and I was like, "This is fucking amazing." Yeah, it's a good record. I'm not yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm really not okay. He's not oh fucking K, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of other songs. I mean, the whole album is it's it's really a rock and roll masterpiece yeah. with so much passion and heart and Yeah. Um That was a fun time too so, when all that shit was coming out too. Yeah, that doesn't that exist thing. anymore, is no. what I appreciate. So he, like heart and passion and music. So yeah. we're, we're, this is my segue into the Umbrella Academy. Because right. he wrote this um novel called uh, Dark Horse, a graphic novel, I guess it's called mm. a Dark Horse. And I kept uh you know, based on novel Dark Horse, and what, no, you guys haven't seen the show. Mm-mm. I've seen a little. Bit. I've seen an episode or two. Um, I've heard people talking about. Wait, you talking about Dark Horse? Or you talking about Umbrella? Academy? Umbrella Academy. I've it's heard people based, talking about like go go watch. It's based it. off of. They the all have Gerard. superpowers and shit. Like okay. these orphans. It's based off Gerard's graphic novel called The Dark Horse. Gotcha. Okay. Which made me actually, I was all me and my, my wife Veronica were already like into it because right. it's really well done it's 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 a little cheesy i'll just I, go out there and say that now that can't i can't i went into it on like episode five i walked into my girlfriend watching it and my first thing was like i was like it's a little corny yeah it's a so but then opera. but then when i kept asking like certain questions like oh who's that character what's that and she told me the story of they're like these orphans with superpowers and i was like who is this kid yeah. and she's like oh he's like he's like actually like 40 and he like acts, he's like a jumper. So he jumps between space Yeah, time. and he accidentally jumped too far and went to the end of the world. And now he's back in a, like a, a, like a 15 year old's body trying to prevent the end of the world. I was like, Whoa, this sounds like sick as fuck. It, it, yeah. Like, is it like heroes? Like that kind of it, show? It is. That's what I told her. I was like, this is kind of like heroes. Well, well, yeah. And, and it's very difficult to create a new we like basically do what stan lee did like now yeah, I mean, right okay i, 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 I couldn't hard. stop comparing it to x-men it's just like an it's yeah which is fine i mean it's it's very similar they're in this academy where this dude adopted all these kids who basically were uh, okay. born out of nowhere the mom wasn't pregnant she just had the kid like the virgin mary type of shit well i think she was <laughs> pregnant for nine months uh, okay i mean this like these these babies were just born in a day. They're all like brother and sister type. No, of no, shit? no. Okay, just forty separate, babies, 40 separate babies were born in one day without having been pregnant. The uh, mom wasn't pregnant. They just all of a sudden she just had a kid. She just fucking yeah forty. So, but but this, <laughs> but this millionaire dude was only able to adopt seven of them. Okay, and he trained them to basically be superheroes. I mean, they all have their own unique special power. Got it. And um, the reason I like the show, first of all, the music is insane. In the first episode, they play Tiffany. I yeah, think I'm alone then, now. Oh, hell yeah. I, I saw that. And they're all like dancing and it's like really corny, but like that song is so dope yeah. and the shots are amazing and it pans out from one of the characters and it's like this Wes Anderson reveal of like all the different rooms in the house and they're all dancing in a different room. Oh, that's dope. Is it's it like really dope? And like you're thinking, ooh, this is like a guilty pleasure. Like, okay, I got you. This is really corny, but like it's it fucking dope too. Yeah. And if you right. let yourself like shit like that, yeah, you can that's really fun. have fun watching it. It's like but when I was 12 and I didn't want to like iCarly because it was a girl show, <laughs> and then I liked it, and I was like, this is freeing as fuck. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> certain guilty pleasures. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah like I love Tegan and Sarah. Really? They're so amazing to me. I can't stand them. Really? I don't yeah. know who that is. Or I was I is. met them once and they were just total fucking bitches. I'm sure I don't that give a they, fuck. 
but but just just to just to finish the Umbrella Academy thing because Sorry. this is Go going to be like a short little YouTube yeah. video. Um, this kid who plays the older, this kid is like incredible. Um, I think that he's going to be. Um, you talk about the actor? Yeah, I think he's going to be a massive, massive star. Which one is that? The drunk, the alcoholic one, the addict? No, the the kid, the youngest kid. Oh yeah, the yeah, Umbrella yeah. Academy. I mean, I, I, you know, we're we're not gonna. Um, no, nobody's gonna know. His name's Aiden Gallagher. Shout out Aiden Gallagher. I actually really don't like Robert Sheenan. He's the alcoholic kid guy. Um, but Ellen Page, she's oh yeah, yeah. she's the one that's normal. Oh yeah. So 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 so, so uh, spoiler alert. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> either don't listen or watch the fucking show. <laughs> so this girl Ellen Page, um, she apparently she doesn't have any superpowers, but low key she's actually the illest of all of them. I knew it. I fuck. I told Jesse that too. And, and 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 she's been taking this medication, and like it's sort of a complicated story of uh-huh. like uh, a guy who meets her and has her stop taking the medication to realize the powers that she oh, has. Oh, the, the violin dude that's like creepy. Yeah, like so she's always been sort of the outcast who's not special but right. like the millionaire dad like knew something that no one else knew and suppressed her. Um, she was like too strong. Yeah, to so, keep her at bay. so um, all in all it, it, it's, it's, it's a really great show I would suggest watching it. I think the reason that it's good is these 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 Hazel and Cha Cha characters. They're like hired to keep they're like hired from the future to keep this shit from happening that's supposed to happen and they're just really funny and it's kind of like an X Men or, or okay. no, it's, it's kind of like a men in black type of deal where they're like I just want to give props to Gerard Way for just doing that. I mean, you know what? But what time. else I didn't know? If you watch Spider Man, which you need to watch, it's an Oscar winning movie now. Into right. the universe. Have you seen it? Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, amazing. So really? the, the cartoon, amazing, so, bro. Great. Wow. It's Great so fucking, good. You dude. haven't seen and, it? No, bro. It's awesome. I know. I've been bro. dude. DDA. You know. But DDA, let's not right? get too far off the Umbrella Academy. One, it's just gonna one make it harder thing. for you to edit. One. But this is about <laughs> Gerard Way. No, that's good. There's a there's a bunch of Spider-Man, right? Yeah. One of one of the weirdest Spider-Man that has like is like almost nothing like any of the others yeah. is this little Japanese girl that's like 9 and she has a giant spider robot and they talk in Japanese and they're like it's super weird. I found out later that Gerard Way created that character. Yeah, and he has crazy. a whole comic line about that character. I'm like, dude, this guy is amazing. Yeah. Some people like that are just like able just to make art and everything. I know. Like, I'm so like jealous Donald of Lover. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really good. That's a really good. He's reference. incredible. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to wrap up the Umbrella Academy, I just think it's really cool that Netflix is, is able to do something of this scale with all these no name actors. I mean, right. the only person I've ever seen before in anything is Ellen Page who's, right and then there's like seven other really good actors who I've never heard of and it's yeah. okay because yeah. it's Netflix right and you're gonna watch it it's kind of like and it's not just a movie it's 10 movies yeah it's really cool that we're able to do that right now and it's a really exciting time in cinema and I would just suggest watching the show because it's fun and just one other real quick thing is what's kept me engaged is these little montages that they do. They'll cut into like slow motion and it'll be like underwater and they'll just do all this crazy like the, and they'll be music like they've used Radiohead in it. It's like oh, the cool. music is really, really dope. They're using like, you know, 
current music, punk rock, Radiohead. I think I heard Anthony and the Johnstons. Just like really, I heard some. Queen. I love it when movies really like really do that. They really go out for the licensing and actually yeah. use like real sound. No, like, like really good. On, yeah. on episode three, I'm like, okay, so they've already spent almost a couple million on yeah, licensing alone for sure. It's crazy. So. So the, the cutaways are incredible. The cinematography is amazing. It's a lot of wide, wide shots. Like, it's crazy. Every time I turn around, it's like a fucking 15 millimeter wide <laughs> shot of something. Um, so it's, it's got a style to it also. Um, props to um, Gerard. Andrew, well, Andrew Bernstein, <clears throat> Peter Hoare, Ellen Curis, Stephen. Wait, so. So these are people that directed all the episodes, but they all have this very similar wide shot style. Um, but I feel like we didn't write this in the topics, but we should talk about the Oscars a little bit. I know they're burnt out, but we should talk about some. Cool. We can move on. Yeah. Um, moving on to our next topic. Did you watch them? Did you watch the Oscars? Who watched it? I saw like a little bit of it. I was just hyped to see that Netflix had a show that won an Oscar. Like that show, that, that movie. They, didn't they already win one? Is that their first? Oh, movie? I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking. Maybe I don't know what the what fuck. What movie won? Oh, Roma. Did yeah. you watch that, Pat? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? Um, I, I, I let me just be honest. I, I, I you thought it was slow. Well, let me be honest. I watched like the first half of it, and I just went on with my life after <laughs> that. I, I like loved it. Oh, really? I think it's because it was like a foreign film. And there's like a yeah. different way of storytelling. Like my mom used to watch a lot of like Bollywood movies. Yeah. And they're very similar in this like tragic, tragedy, slow storytelling type well, of way. I mean, she got and pregnant. I'll... So what? <laughs> yeah, but it was more about like her, like her, her, like I didn't get it at first either. Oh, you watched it too? Yeah. No, like I watched it with Kaylee and, and she like loved it. And like the shots, dude. Yeah. No, the was, shots. No, I was surprised because you would love the cinematography. They, they, they won best cinematography. Yeah. I'm not saying I didn't like it. All I'm saying is I didn't finish it. Um, it was cool. I didn't. I wasn't really pulled in. Yeah. Um, I I got to the point where she's like about to have this child. She's pregnant. Right. So I got pretty far in. Right? Yeah. Well, I I felt the same way. I didn't feel like pulled in by the movie. It wasn't until afterwards, after I saw the movie. I was talking to Kaylee about it and she's like, "Oh, that was so good." I was like, "Yeah, it was cool." It's just like, yeah. There's no cool. like. There's no like. It feels like. It feels like an indie film where there's just like there's no like real climax well, here. In any sort of story. I don't think know? it's about. It was about like more of like her story. It's not that original. Like the the getting pregnant and everything. Yeah, I think it was more about like the. Uh, why well, the reason I liked it is because it was like a window into like the third world lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which she was in Mexico City, which is like the nicest part of Mexico. Right. Like my girlfriend is from like a shitty ass fucking part of Mexico, and really? my parents. My parents are from like the slums of Sri Lanka like and I go back there and like the whole like dynamic of a servant and like everyone has servants it's like a whole other culture there and like I just appreciated that and like I think I could understand it more because I've been there and I've like that's what I that's what it was mostly about for me that makes sense a window into a whole other culture yeah I think that's one thing that my girlfriend was also saying was like this is like a different you're white you know <laughs> like you don't fucking wait what know. and this is your girlfriend she's she's part she's part mexican so. okay so yeah. she's dope yeah i mean I'll, 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 <laughs> i'm not saying she i mean she's white as fuck but don't get me wrong but she's just like you don't you know I'll, and then afterwards i was like oh yeah like it was good it's a good movie yeah i'll say this any girl who likes that movie who can watch that whole movie who appreciates it i that's like a 
like a, a like a good sign. Yeah. Because that shows me that they have depth, patience, yeah. they can appreciate art. That's dope. Because I know that, that most girls, especially young girls yeah. on Instagram, <laughs> would never even try to yeah. watch that movie, yeah. let alone get through it and like it. Absolutely. And and I definitely really like Alfonso Cuaron, the director. Yeah. And I will watch the whole movie. Yeah. Because I don't think, having not finished it, I don't really even think I have a right to say what yeah, I, I feel you. You know? Here, here's one of the other things I was, while I was watching it, I was like, I think I know how this movie's going to end. And I was wrong. So I could say it is I thought that at the end she was going to like come to America and the whole oh, thing yeah. like, in the whole wall fiasco. I right. thought it would be like, this is a window of what it's like to be in Mexico. Right. Cause like we, people aren't really shown the day to day living of like how hard it is right there. And like yeah. how fucked up people are for that boyfriend to like do what he did yeah. later in the movie. Right. And like the revolution and like, the politics and everything, it was kind of like, oh, that's how it is there. That's why they want to come here. And you're going to tell them that they can't come here. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's why I think it was fucking great. Because I think a lot of white people don't know that. Yeah, for sure. Like, we don't have any sort of... <laughs> born in Westlake or Gore Hill. <laughs> yeah. It's cool to see a big director like that do something like that also. Like and released it on Netflix. Going, yeah, and going from like Gravity, this space. Oh, he did Gravity. Oh, wow. Did you like Gravity? Sandra Bullock yeah. and fucking. I hated that movie. Okay, well, I'm just talking dope. right now. I just want to say I hated that movie. Okay, well, you can say that. When I'm burned. Done. <laughs> You can say that when I'm done with my sentence. George Clooney, Sandra Bullock, space, massive budget to no names, right. black and white, foreign, like, whoa, that's yeah. a real artist. It's a big um, jump. It's dope. Yeah. Um, but, but, but just to make it clear, he's not the dude who did the, 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 uh, the, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Departed? Departed? Yeah. No, no, Scorsese Scorsese did. Did. no, 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 no. The other Leonardo DiCaprio movie, um. Wolf of Wall Street? The no, one with- in the woods, shot all on a Alexa outside with no no lighting. Oh, The Revenant. The that Revenant. was uh, Alejandro and Ritu. Yeah, so I sometimes... Oh, I yeah, that those, guy's dope. That guy's amazing. But sometimes I get those, these two yeah. dudes mixed up. It's racist. Uh, <laughs> There's also the... Fucking racist. The water movie. What's that water movie that, that one? That guy's like... Shape Mexican. of Water? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. 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 Fu- I, I think Alejandro is Hold like... Hold on, just real quick. Fuck... Guillermo del Toro. Why? Why would we fuck with I've him? I've never seen anything of his that I liked. I'm sorry. You didn't like Shape of Water? I I, I hated Shape of Water. Really? Oh, you liked it? it? Yeah, I thought it was dope. Oh, wow. Oh, no, Wait, I that's mean, the one with the chick that like, fucks the monster, I couldn't finish right? it. It was like, yeah, I couldn't finish it. I just thought it was so tropey. It was campy and, as fuck. Like, corny. No, yeah. I mean, very I well it. done. Yeah. I very liked it. well I done. I was really pissed when it won... Um, best picture. I, I I didn't think it deserved that either. I mean, we're, we're, okay, look. who here saw Green Book? I didn't see it. That's the one that won. Yeah, Tim was that talking so much shit about yeah. it, and he was and like I believe him, and like it won Best Picture, and yeah. then everyone is like complaining about. Yeah. Did and you see it? I read this whole no. I had zero interest because I was like, sometimes. I was like, oh, racism is solved by employment. I've never seen that before, right. and like, um, I think I read this article in the New York Times about how it's kind of like a, it's like a faux, like, oh, we're not racist thing because like there's Black's Klan, Black Klansman was like nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, great movie. Which is like made by a black man, like, you know, like really about like what it's like. Yeah. And, and then, 
they choose Green Book, which is like this like corny ass like, oh man, this this white guy and a black dude become friends in the nineteen fifties. No, first of all, both of those actors are incredible. Second of all, my hero Brady St. Ellis said it was the best movie of the year. Who wrote American Psycho? Just real quick, Alfonso Cuaron also did Children of Men. But did you watch Green Book? <laughs> no, I did. But I, 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 I can't wait to. Okay. But have you guys? I'll seen check it out because we should watch it, it together. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to watch it fucking right after the podcast. I hear what you're saying though, because like I, I don't I don't want to sound like a fucking asshole, but fuck it. I feel like there's like this thing now where it's like to. Instead of just like making a movie about something, it's like trying to capitalize on like I'm, the state I'm, of of America. I'm making right now. a documentary about it for school. Right oh, you now are, yeah, on so, diversity. Yeah, and it's great. Way. Like I'm, I'm all for it, but it just it just kind of feels like it's it's not it's it, it feels uh, not genuine. as genuine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a money grab, it's and like it's not for sure. Well, it's like so. Here's here's the problem with that is that yeah, you could cla- you cast like minority actors and everything, right? Which right. they aren't really doing. It's yeah. just black people. Yeah. But where are the brown people? Yeah. Where are the Mexican people? Where are the Asian people? Crazy Rich Asian was like a big win for diversity yeah. because it was like, oh, it's they're not good at math and like the nerd in the back of the <laughs> yeah, class. But, but also what's, it's not just what's in front of the camera, what everyone sees. It's about the writer's room too. There's a great Adam ruins everything about like how the reason that all these stereotypes were created because the writer's rooms are predominantly uh, white. Yeah. And that's where the problem lies is who's writing it. I don't think that it. we should consider things, wins or losses or, was there enough black people in the movie? Yeah. Like black Panther wasn't that good, but I don't think that any critics felt comfortable even saying that because yeah. it was like all black. So they wanted to be like, and I hope that we're moving past that. It's like none of race shouldn't even be considered at yeah, all. Exactly. When making art, it should just be, no, who's that's, the best. let see, me finish. Well, let me finish. It should be, who's the best person for the role. What's the best story. And who, and how do we make the best piece of art? Period. That's the way it should be. I know you can agree with me on that. Are you, are you finished though? I don't want to start talking until you're finished. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I wasn't, I wasn't kidding. Uh, but, uh, well, that's like really easy for you guys to say. Well, just, just, just tell me whether you agree or not. I mean, I'll get to that at the end with what I just said. I'm going to get to that at the end. I mean, it's like, sure. But like, do you know what it's like to, to grow up and not see anyone that looks like you, like all you see is white people. Do you no. know what that does to like a person? And then like all the billboards, it changes the standard of beauty to white skin. And it's like, it's so ugly and, and unexclusive. It's exclusive. You know what I mean? Right. And like when I was growing up, dude, I knew what white privilege was, but then I turned 15 and then they made a word for it. And I was like, Oh, that's what that's called. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like inclusion is so important for the psyche of kids to see someone that looks like them doing something good. Right. Uh, having an idol or someone to look up to, but I don't have anyone to fucking look up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I, it is I important. And yes, at the end of the day, the best actor I mean, there's two, there's like Jordan Peterson talks about it. There's a quality of opportunity and there's a quality of outcome. Yeah. If I was a quality of outcome, I would want, oh, it, there has to be a fucking brown guy winning 
best actor right. of the year, which I'm not about. The best actor should win best actor of the year, but I don't think there's equal opportunity for. Yeah, like, you're brown saying there's not enough or, brown actors to win. There's not enough Asian. Sorry. There's not enough Asian actors to yeah. win, and there's like the like I think black people have made the most progress because right. they've been oppressed the most. So people are like a spring, and they fucking you know what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I, I can hear what you're saying with that. So I don't think it's appropriate to completely just throw it out like that, like diversity in a movie, Pat. Yeah, well, I'm just say, I'm just saying what the goal the goal should be to create the best art no matter what the race is. Yeah, but, you're trying to like eliminate yeah, that earlier even, that thought. Yeah, but then earlier you were like, well, you, you're you're addressing like real issues politically that pop culture does have an influence on. That's the thing. So we're using pop culture as a platform to like evoke change, but like it's maybe compromising the art. Which kind of sucks. No, because because if if there was equal opportunity, like you really think that, I mean, tell me one black director that isn't Spike Lee. Like, give me a name. Can you name five? The dude. Because I can name a thousand white directors. Yeah, well, and can you name one brown director or or like the Mexican directors are killing it, or an Asian director? Like, there should like unless. White people are inherently better at directing movies, which like I don't even understand like how that would be impossible. <laughs> There's clearly some fucking not equal opportunities going on, right? And I believe if if those people were directing the movies, then we'd we'd have good art that mm-hmm. is inclusive. I think that probably in the next like 30 years, I mean, I'm hoping I could be just f- fucking full of shit, but I think in the next 30 years after all those fucking racists die, I think it's gonna be a lot different yeah. world we live in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, because what Pat's saying is not necessarily like like wrong he just is saying it in the sense of like it shouldn't even be about that it should yeah. just be yeah, yeah but that's yeah. because pat's genuine or i don't think pat would not yeah. hire somebody he's got to be careful of, it's a sensitive I, I don't but here's the thing is i don't think we should have to be careful i think we should be able to i want us to be able to move past all that as a society and i have my dad as a great example of someone who's doing that and larry david and right. they, 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 they just like they don't and even like Morgan Freeman talks about this type of shit. Like you can disagree with me. This is just my opinion. Like, I think that if we want to be at a certain place, we should just start acting like we're there. Everybody should. And that way, when a black actor comes into the room, we're not even looking at the color of his skin. Although the world is a certain way, we don't have to act that way. You don't get to decide how that problem is solved. (laughs) <laughs> you don't i'm sorry i'm not saying that i should yeah i know but it's just like fuck morgan freeman dude like he's like we just stop talking about it like that's gonna solve anything well, he didn't say we should stop talking yeah no about he it. said this is how you solve racism you stop talking about it everyone's talking about it all the time that's what he said that's what quote. kanye west said too and but kanye is like right though he says it in a different way morgan freeman said in this really ignorant way i just think that the i just think that the solution is what we're doing now is like fighting for rights and individuality. If we just stay silent, we're just going to be oppressed even more. You know what I mean? And I think that, yeah, I mean, I just don't think that you get to decide. I don't think you know what it's like to be on the other side enough to, to decide. Yeah. So maybe we do, maybe it does need to look this way. It does. But everything right now is exactly the way it's supposed to be. But you don't get to decide either. Yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely you get to decide how it happens yeah and i'm i do decide i'm like part of it you know what i mean like 
<laughs> you don't you don't ask you can't argue with somebody that's 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 gone through some type of oppression when you haven't is what he's trying to say and right. like i would love like there's so many subtleties like me and nate talk about this all the time of like being a minority that like you could never experience unless you were literally like sh- like freaky friday and like like today i was at mcdonald's and like this old white lady was just like angry that I was like alive. <laughs> so I took wow. a picture of her and I put me like says nothing. And then it was just old white people. They're just like pissed Damn. that I'm like there. You know what I mean? Especially in like Agora Hills. But, 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 oh but, yeah, but, there's a lot of that. Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is like, but we should probably move on with this topic for a while. <laughs> but doing what we're doing isn't going to make that old angry white person change. Right. She has to die. No, but like the, next, <laughs> the next generation, because like this PC stuff, like at the surface level, it seems like all this bullshit, right? Like, um, like the sexual harassment accusations right. and everything like the me too movement. Right. But if you look at college statistics of sexual assault reports, they've actually, um, gone up. That's like a fact because of the culture, a side effect is that when women are more comfortable with reporting rape, right? And that's like amazing. Yeah. And like, sure. Like not everyone's chill with fucking Caitlyn Jenner. Right. But like we are a little bit more like sensitive and empathetic towards those types of issues. I think the bottom line is, is that we do want the same thing. Right. Right. And however it happens is how it's going to happen, which is fine with me. Um, I'm just like, I just wish that we were there. Yeah. You're just, you just don't want to have to like, I can kind of, I can kind of relate to that too. I mean, I can't, I don't know what that's like to grow up to, to be like. And I, I'm not saying I know what that's like either. Yeah. I'm just saying that we do want the same thing. We want equal oh, yeah, opportunity, sure. and we don't want skin or race or any of that to affect anyone's decision whatsoever. We're not racist. Like, no, I know that. But if totally you're in the casting room, like, there are literally people that are like checking boxes. Like, we don't have enough black people for this movie. Or vice well, that's, versa. That's and I don't think that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's equality of outcome, which I'm not about. Okay, but that's what I'm All saying. All I want is the equal opportunity. Right. That's it. Yeah. So, but 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 by having those check boxes and being having making sure like we can't even make a movie. I literally this girl from Imagine was in the studio the other day, and she was like, "You need to cast the, this one of these people has to be uh, of race," and I was like, "Dude, that's." she's that's what she's dealing with right i'd imagine it's so prevalent and it's fucked up because it's like that's not my story right yeah i kind of agree with her though it's kind of dope <laughs> i'm like really happy that that's happening yeah because like that, what else are you supposed to do if you just let them do what they want and there's just white people forever yeah but there is equal opportunity right like you could nah. make a movie also, no, no, I don't think there is equal. Oh, so I have a more opportunity to make a movie. hundred percent. You, you have more opportunity to do anything more than me just because you're white. I mean, that's just a fact. I could call Nate right now. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that's what white privilege is, dude. And like, and the, the, like, even actors now, Oscar winning black actors are like, when you're in a casting room, like producers and casting directors will go and i'm making a documentary about this literally so i've been living in this and they'll they will find any reason to not cast you because you're black okay so basically what i'm saying is that the exact opposite is true right now and this girl at imagine told told me if you were black 
or you had black, cast a black cast member, we would be able to make this because yeah, of, and that's sick, and that's why I'm, I think that's super dope. So it, it, you do have what you want. No, it's not there yet. Well, I'm just saying, got to give it from time. somebody at Imagine. That's what's happening. That's great. So it's it is a reality. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I said everything exact is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Right. The right moves are being made for a better future. It's kind of like that same what was happening when when black people, the minorities were were being were getting jobs. Civil rights movement. Uh, I think kind of. Oh, you're talking about affirmative action. Yeah. For, so basically, affirmative action started happening, and like we had to give uh, minorities jobs because even though they were less qualified yeah. than certain white people, just because just to even it out, which I mean, we can't argue that that's fucked up, but at the same time, it's like necessary to even the scales. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Well, that was a heated topic. Whoa, whoa. You want to talk about it's going to be the best podcast yet, bro. <laughs> we'll get into it. But just, just real quick though, like the Oscars, I don't know like what's going to happen, but I do think that YouTube is like a rising, uh, there's like an undercurrent of like, of, of like, uh, um, content and create and TikTok, TikTok and like, there's something happening where kids don't really give a fuck about the Oscars and, or the Grammys and everyone's so caught up. Yeah with like people our age are caught up with like oh did you get a nomination or blah 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 and when like rice gum is just crushing it on fucking youtube and like doesn't give a fuck yeah it's grassroots but what i'm yeah what i'm very rice gum yeah what i'm very interested in is um creating a platform or or you know not creating but um getting um you know, you know, having a platform to create narrative art and movies and films and doing ill shit like that, like on YouTube. Mm. So like rice gum's cool. He's got a lot of subscribers. He's like fun, but like, I don't really see anybody doing what I want to do, which is like really making high level. There's people trying for sure, but they're not, be really dope. They're not achieving. It would it. be dope. Like imagine it, like a like a an Oscar nominated YouTube movie instead of Netflix. A YouTube yeah. short. But I mean, yeah. ne- ne- I think Netflix is. I think nef- nef- Netflix is definitely like helping, and that's the first step. Yeah, for sure. You know, like Mark Duplass just put out this movie Paddleton, which I saw. It's two best friends. Uh, one of them has cancer, and it's just basically what they do from the time he finds out he has cancer till the time he dies. And it's just like, it's such a good movie. And I don't see enough of these types of movies on Netflix. Right. Like they're my favorite kinds of movies about real life situations. Cause, um, real life has more drama in it than, than fiction, you know, like if you just find it, um, like goodwill hunting, like there's a genre, there's a massive genre that's being underserved like the, 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 the reality drama genre, right. like goodwill hunting, yeah. like Gus Van Zant type shit. And, uh, it's really cool to see, um, Mark Duplass, like my favorite director. He didn't direct this movie, but he started it and he wrote it and it's a Duplass production. Like there, he's like my hero because he's basically doing the 
indie thing, but he's also obsessed with like creating the magic and the moment and, and capturing the accident on set, mm. which actually I just watched an Orson Welles documentary and that's what he was obsessed with right before he died. Troy, you should listen to this cause it's kind of fucking amazing is like, you're on Troy, not necessarily like <laughs> not having a script, but like using the script almost as like an outline for what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen and slipping into that, mm. the real conversations and like the real, because we've already seen actors right. say lines really well. We've already seen that, but I don't think, but what we haven't seen is like this kind of real life people being lit well mm-hmm. um, and telling and getting into like, real, like I think Richard Linklater did it really well with like all the before sunrise movies and, 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 and you know, these long 15 minute takes where like, um, Ethan Hawke and what's her name are just like having a conversation and you're like, Whoa, this feels like real, real, you know, just the dot di- like this, like, like Quentin Tarantino, like, like dialogue where it's just like goes on. Well, well Quentin Tarantino amazing. is like the polar opposite where it's like, but it's so good that nice. it feels like, that. and it's, it's so unbelievably calculated. Yeah. Like the reason, like I've, I've, I've watched, I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with his dialogue and he said in an interview, like the reason he has a dialogue like that is cause he like, it's like when you give a uh, medicine to a dog, you like put some treats around it. He's actually feeding you information about the characters, which is like called uh. exposition, which is kind of like a, it's like a necessary evil in movies where someone is saying information about, like they're pretty much telling the viewer something, but they're like pretending to tell each other. Right. Yeah. I got you. So it's like when you like when, character when it, development and you're really not supposed to do that in film, it's like, you're supposed to show, not tell. Right. But whatever, whatever you're not supposed to do is supposed to do. But um, like if you start, if, if you ever watch a movie that's like a thousand years ago, this war yeah. happened and, and like Star they're, Wars, it's like black. <laughs> yeah. That's like exposition central. Right. Right. What Tarantino does, he's like, he writes such good dialogue that like in like the little things that a character says, uh-huh. you know, you, and immediately from that conversation, you're like, okay, he's that guy. And this is this guy. Yeah. I got you. Which like is like when they're talking about giving someone a foot massage. Yeah, well, and a good example is in Reservoir Dogs, Mr. Orange. Spoiler, Mr. Orange is the cop. If you haven't seen it yet, you're a retard. You're fucking yeah. retard. But uh, Get out of this podcast. So they're having that, they're, that long. I remember watching that with my mom. She's like, why are these guys talking so long, right? And uh, at the end, they're like, who didn't tip, right? Because Mr. Pink doesn't want right. to tip and shit. But then Mr. Orange was like, oh, it was Mr. Pink. He mm-hmm. ratted out Mr. Pink. Right. No one else ratted out, and he was a rat at the end of the Whoa. movie. It's like little shit like that. Yeah. yeah, dude, he's like super calculated in what he says. And, 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 and in and, that scene, he said in that scene, you know what each character is. Yeah, right. because one's talking about the virgin getting fucked, and the yeah. other one's like, you know, that's cool. I, don't, I would like to watch that again and dissect it. The, thing, the two scenes I'm thinking about is like the burger, like where he's talking about a Royale with cheese and shit. That's so good. That's about Pulp Fiction. No, I know, but oh, it's also yeah. Tarantino. Or like when he's like, I'm the foot fucking master. Like I'll give a girl a foot massage, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and then the other dude is like, yeah, there's something sensual about a foot massage. And like you see kind of the hom- homophobicness in him. And mm-hmm. you're, you're realizing that like Sammy's like that suave, like player type of dude. Mm-hmm. And like this other dude, I don't know, you're just getting to know these characters because they're talking in depth about the foot massage. Right. And then when he's talking about the... Um, the how they call shit different names in Amsterdam. Yeah. It's like, dude, they're talking about like... 
a royale, why they call it a royale with cheese. And, and, and Samuel L. Jackson just got this elegantness about how yeah, he talks. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 um, uh, uh, What's his name? It's just uh, John Travolta. John Travolta is just kind of like their characters are just being revealed as they're talking about that. Yeah. But I like what you said too about like how that director that you liked, how with he kind of like has like an outline for a script and just Mm kind of lets accidents happen. And Mm -hmm. I find, at least with any type of art, the best type of art is always made by accident. So like when I'm like making a song or something, doing anything, and I'm making a song. I'll like try to. I'll try to make accidents happen Dude. all the time. And be like, "Oh, that was dope. That was sick. Let me put that in there." Like we, yeah. we literally just. No accident. God. Totally. And if you let, sure, yeah. if you let God in, oh, my sponsor talks to me this, about me with this a lot. If you're in this place, so it's like we were shooting this scene the other day with for the Clout Chasers Anonymous. Did you hear about this? Sick. I don't know. I love the name, <laughs> dude. It's like I think this could be amazing we all sat down and we basically had an AA meeting about cloud we replaced uh, the word because we've been getting a lot of like you fucking you're just cloud Cloud chasers and we are yeah I want views I want people to listen to the podcast I want and I'm not afraid to admit it so we took it to the next level I literally had my sponsor come and we read chapter 5 and we replaced alcoholism with clout and um, like I was like wait wait because like when Nate got there, he started talking to my sponsor about like buying clothes. And he, my sponsor was like, you really spent like $500 on like that, uh, off white beast off that off white yeah. uh, for that off white sweater. And I was like, wait a second, it's happening. Like right. the accident is happening. Like they're actually engaged in a real conversation and their real characters are coming out right. in that. And I just was like, so obsessed with like them not doing that because we were changing the battery and I wanted to like get that. Right. Yeah. And I was, I'm so obsessed with capturing these moments Mm -hmm. that like even Troy was noticing that I was like, I was like trying too hard almost to, to get them to happen. But, um, I just think that if we all get on the same page about that, like, I think that we can create, that was the, I think the first, not the first step, but like a really good step in like executing this dream I have of sort of having this cinematic reality. Yeah. Improv. Yeah. But not necessarily like funny, but yeah, it would be funny, but like it could slip into some drama easy. Right. Just like what you guys were just talking about too. We were all kind of talking about, about the whole, like, like being white and being a minority, you know what I mean? Like that type of conversation that doesn't necessarily come up. Yeah, and you can like, of, and yeah, and it's like it's like a gold mine of new content for it's sure. Like, yeah, dude, minorities like, dude, you could write so much shit. You know and, what and, I mean? and, and but you don't even necessarily need to write it. It's like the best version of that. I think is the version that just like happens. Yeah, the way, no, yeah, totally. The way it just happened, and the problem with that is you need at least two cameras at all times. Yeah, um, like on each person. Yes, on each yeah. person because you can't go, okay, now redo that same improv conversation again. Right. Yeah. You're going to get a different angle. For sure. And that's something that Mark Duplass always talks about. He says, you know what? Like, I would rather the lighting not be perfect and right. us capture the thing. Right. Because, like, John C. Riley sat down with uh, Jonah Hill and they did this. Um, I think Mark Duplass directed that movie. And John C. Riley was like, dude, like, what are we doing right now? Mm-hmm. He, he's so used to like doing it a certain yeah. way 
and, 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 um, I just remember listening to this podcast with uh, Mark Duplass and he was talking about how he just, or no, it was actually John C. Riley talking about the way Mark directs. And he was like, yeah, he just kept having us do it again and, and differently or, and like find your character and just start talking about shit. And then that's where these like really like weird magical moments yeah. happen. There's something yeah. about being developing. I talk about it too, like on our channel too, when it comes to like tutorials and like developing your own sound, there's something about developing your own ear or your own vision to be able to notice when an accident is, is good. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. To be able to be like, that was cool. You know, let's put that in 100%. here. And that's like accidents can happen all the time. You know, uh, Flume. Yeah. You guys know who Flume yeah. is, right? Like he like had an idea to take uh, like a computer generated thing to write an arpeggio. And he basically just had the computer write some music for like, he left it on for like hours or some shit and then came back and was like, Oh, this part's dope. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like one of his dopest fucking melodies that wow. he has. So it's just like, like I always, I always trip about that. It's like not necessarily about, uh, the, the accident that's happening. It's more about knowing that it's an accident. And that sounds dope. That's or uh, looks dope or is a good idea. It's literally picking the right sample. It's Daft right. Punk. Yeah. They didn't make shit. They never made a single fucking thing. Yeah. They only took from other people. They only took the right things from other people right. and added just the right amount of spice to that thing. Yeah. And they're like the best at Absolutely. what they do. Do you have to reset the cameras every 20 minutes? Yeah. Why do they do that? Isn't there like a hack for that it's shit? A, it's a tax thing. Yeah. I, I, I heard about I was talking to some guy at Best Buy about that. Isn't there a way to get like a a thing that does it for you, like some type of like jailbreak type of shit? Probably. Cool. I'm going to go piss. You guys could talk about anime. Is that okay? Yeah. People pee on Joe Rogan all the time, so I should be able to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's That's funny. Yeah. Holds that shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's way better. Uh, He's amazing. His voice. And he just rants. You should just sit just sit there while he pisses right there. Let's hear your voice. Hear what, what did you think about what we did yesterday with the Cloud Chasers? And I thought you did a really good job acting. Troy played the green guy. He wears a green suit all the time because yeah, my character was a guy who uh, like reaches back in time to this green man suit that came out years ago. <laughs> did you just switch to your podcast voice? I did. I've never like it's because like I put the yelling headphones and then on. he gets on the microphone. He's like, yeah, it's too loud. Um, if I, yell. I wanted the green screen. I was over there waiting in the back. I can't be You're like trying to sound intellectual. I'm trying to sound clean and clear like the podcast. But just just talk right into it. Like this. Yeah. So we, 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 we sat around and we did basically what, but see, I, we did an AA meeting basically, but like for clout and I, I don't know if you this noticed. is what happened. The couple days following the Sheck West video, I noticed Pat acting like a heroin addict when it came to views, <laughs> like he was fiending for attention and views and content and I mean, so was I. So was everybody. We were getting phone calls. Well, and- it's because it, there's a wave. It was like, exciting. It right was- when that when those views happen, like you know that that's the time to capitalize on. Right. Yeah. It doesn't happen to any to everyone ever. Right. And if it happens to you, that Eminem song kept going through my mind. 
Which one? Um, uh, you missed the opportunity. Gets oh once in a lifetime. Oh, my God. Like, because he's right, dude. This, this, this corny ass That's the worst song to be going through your head constantly. I, 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 I just kept thinking about that because I, I've experienced it firsthand. It's like if you don't, if you just sit back and you don't, you know, get the BTS and do all that stuff because he was like. <laughs> so anyway, back to my story. So this happened a couple of days after, or the day after we went viral or whatever, we were shooting Bella Thorne video and on the way home. Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki, Bella Thorne. On the way home, I could just, he was just, you were driving the van or I don't know what was going on. Maybe I was driving you the van. You were driving. And you were on Instagram and you were just like talking about like well, because, posting and yeah. Because Steve Reed. Steve Reed posted a video. I he and, didn't like me because I showed him the, oh, it was crazy. He was just obsessing. He didn't say goodbye. <laughs> and I just looked at Pat and I go, you're just like injecting clout right into the vein. Mainlining it, it. That's when I knew. I was like, oh my God, we have to do, like you need a clout anonymous beating. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's when it clicked. Like that's what he's got to do. We got to do a skit of this clout. But, but you know what was so great about that is that you had a certain vision, which uh, it kind of turned into something else. Me wanting to do like a great lighting setup because we still want to learn our lights. And I yeah. still am obsessed with like creating a really cinematic scene. And it turned into this like sit down thing where Tony does voices. You were in a green suit. I'm me. Salty's like obsessed with like hockey and like salty beards. And then like Nate yeah. walked in wearing all this fucking off white shit. And it just kind of like, yeah, the vision I had was like me holding a Sony and following you driving your car and you going to a meeting and not showing anyone else and just showing your experience. But now we have this different thing where there's a bunch of different characters yeah. having a bunch of different experiences with clout, which could be a repeat. You let Danny sit back down, which could nah, Danny's good. He's done for the day. It could <laughs> be like a, a repeat. Right yeah. yeah. It could be a repeat. Episode, but, a repeat here, show that we do. But uh, True Detective season three. Yeah, but but did you hear what I just said? A repeat show. Yeah, wow. a repeat show. I'd like to try it again. Well, you're gonna edit it, and yeah. you're gonna decide what it needs. I'm really and... worried about that edit. Really? Why? It's just so fucked up, dude. The audio, and I'll get over it. I always do this. The audio is fu- like the left channel is fucked up, and like it's all out of order. I'm gonna be calling you a lot. It's not that crazy. There's okay, a lot of I'm long, probably just over. I always yeah. do this when like, yeah, 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 yeah. but, um, I'm going to make fire. So yeah, it's, it doesn't need to make a whole lot of sense. You just need to get the reading. Just make the proxies. That's what I'm, yeah. Wickham's got it, bro. But, um, yeah. true detective season three. Yeah. Let's talk about Did it. Did you dude. finish it? Yeah, bro. Dude, I finished it. Okay. So I, I, I'm what sorry, are you but on? I, uh, I haven't finished it. So we can't, what really episode? How about you just how well, you we feel can talk about, about it. how good it is? Um, no, I, I, I don't know why, but I just keep the vibe I get when I watch it. I just keep wanting to watch it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm at the part where he's where he just noticed he's watching the surveillance footage and he sees the girl's face. Uh, oh, you got like a couple episodes to go. Then you got you're like on you're like on no, you got six. a lot to go. Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, dude, I was so surprised it ended at episode eight. I know, right? I was it was like, super I thought short. It was be ten. Yeah. What they did do an hour long first episode, like a two hour long first episode. Oh, really? So I thought maybe that was why. But I was super stoked to see the fact that it was not what season two was. Although I did, I heard season two was really bad. So I, I never did enjoy it. season two, and I'm like a fucking like I really try to follow movies when I watch them or any type of show. Like I really pay attention because I really like to trust, like really understand. 
and I had a really hard time with season two. And I think that was people's problems. It was just like, there was too many storylines and they didn't really add up. And it was like well, super anticlimactic. The writer, they rushed him for season two. Oh really? They like gave him a deadline and they were like pushing him to write it. And he was like, like, yeah, I couldn't. So hold on. You guys know this fool. I don't know. I like his mustache though. I saw on your story. Like this is, this or? is the, the cop in, in true detective three. One of the cops, you recognize him? No. Mm. This is Bo Jesse. Who's that? You remember the promoter? He booked all of Hypercrush's first show. Oh, really? <laughs> at, at, at LAX. That's at so Moon. random. It's dope. really random. But he, I texted him last night. I'm like, dude. <laughs> You're in true detective. I'm what like, do you say? good for you. He's like, yeah, man, keep watching. I'm in it more. Whoa. Yeah, it was really kind of a cool moment. Yeah, he's the one who kidnaps the girl at the end. Yeah, that's right. He, oh, that's right. He is the guy yeah. that kidnaps the girl at the end. Yeah, dude. Okay, so that's right. Don't... And then she, fu- and then he fucking like. Yeah, that's why he said that to me. Wait, are you joking? Are you guys? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't, no idea who the fuck that guy yeah. is. <laughs> no. So, but it's just funny because um, he was in Point Break. Oh hell yeah! He's one of the stars. Okay, but yeah, but so. yeah, like I lo- the season two was um, yeah, he was really rushed. So in season three, like the reason it took so long to get out was because they gave he was like, I need time to write this, like to right. really make it right. And you could tell there's a lot of thought put into it. And um, it's Nick Palazzo, right? He's I the don't writer. His fucking name. Um, but what I really appreciated was really entertaining. This is not really a spoiler, but the timelines. Like I've seen multiple timelines before, right? I've yeah. seen it handled well right. and I've seen it handled bad. Westworld season one handled it well. Westworld yeah. season two fucking butchered it. Really? I think in my opinion, but, um, true detective season three, they're in the seventies, right? The nineties. This is like 2012, not really a spoiler, but and, like 2012. And, and then yeah. like fucking yeah, yeah. 2018 or yeah. they go like in. Right. And like, usually I'm like, it's a little bit hard to follow, but like my brain works and it figures it out. This one, it wasn't hard yeah. at all. It just like works so well. It was done really well. For and sure. then they told it out of order and you understand, Oh, how the seventies ended, how the eighties ended yeah. and then how the 2018 ended. And I was just like blown away when I will, uh, I want to say something, but I don't know. It's not really a spoiler. Can I tell you something that's like not really a spoiler? Uh, I mean, you could just talk, um, is like when they were like fucking when they were fucking 70 yeah and they were were talking when they were old i was like how this is the gnarliest time jump i've ever seen yeah Yeah, okay wait that wait wait yeah you know this right when they're like old dudes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. i'm like they're talking i'm like and they're still talking about the fucking case i'm like dude this is like next level timeline shit and, and, and you obviously know as soon as you see that they're old and they still haven't found her, you're like, you know that they're not going to find her and right. you still want to keep watching because yeah. you, but I think part of that is honestly just knowing how good season one was. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just like, all right, this is going to be good because it feels like season one. It right. feels like that good. Like it just, I personally love Steven Dorff. Is he the partner? Yeah. Dude, he's my favorite part of that yeah. entire yeah. season. He's, so, he's so fucking funny. Yeah, but you don't know. It, no, no. So I told my friend about it. He's, he's like, is OG. Steven Dorf good? And I was like, who's that? He's like, dude, he was in some show and everyone, he was in some bad movies for a while or something. And well, he, he came he's back. been in a lot of great films, actually. He's a dope actor. Sofia Coppola used him 
in one of her last films and he's just he's just super fucking OG. He he's just always been good. Um but dude, him. there's that one scene where like Marshall Ali's character is like pissed off at him. He's like, Get me out of the car and he's yeah. he's just like, What are you, a fucking prom queen? Yeah. <laughs> he just drops yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> he's, he's, he's great. Died, he's, dude. Yeah. And and I love that he got such a great role, you know, because he is such a. I feel like he's a very over underlooked or whatever Dude, kind he, of actor. I yeah. like he was the best part. He was like better than Marshall Ali for me, which is saying something because I yeah, really, he's a great and actor. By the end of the show, not gonna say how it ends. What I walked away with was like it wasn't like what I really enjoyed wasn't really like the crime. It was their dynamic. Yeah, the two their of them growth. together. Yeah, and that's kind of what it was about. Yeah, mostly, for sure. Is like them, their friendship, and like. Yeah, the ups and downs, and like, yeah, it, that, that's what I was like. I really enjoyed. I wasn't expecting he, it to go where it went at the end. For dude, sure. yeah, me neither. Which was great, and I was he, super. But then, but then, why? Okay, you for sure need to cover your head. But well, hold on, earmuffs. Stephen <laughs> Dorff, just so you know, he's like, um, he's he's like one of the boyfriends in the Aerosmith video with Liv Tyler. When I met you, I mean this motherfucker. He was like a heartthrob when Fuck he was yeah. like he still was. No, but yeah, he's a little bit older now. <laughs> come on, but I bro. just I just want um I, I just I, I just want you all right, to, right recover your ears, give some respect. I just want you to see this is Steven Dorff's like OG role. Just look at how young he is. Oh wow, is he a little boy? It's a young pup. He's a little kid. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa, that's really oh, the, young. But, that, dude. but that's that's his, that's his character, and that's Morgan Freeman, The Power of One. We should watch this. But like, look, look at what, look at, yeah. See, damn, just being a stud. Oh yeah, oh yeah, super stud back then. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Can I tell you what Slang I did not pussy. like about? Wait, wait, before that, I want Pat to. I need to. I need to talk to you about okay, this yeah. ending. Oh yeah, go. Earmuffs. He's out. What are you doing? Take a I walk, bro. Talk, Why the fuck did he lose his memory when he met Julie at the end? Yeah, I was like, thinking I was about so that. pissed. That would have been yeah. the best. Like, oh my god, I've been looking for you for like my entire fucking life. Yeah, I, you know what? I I I almost felt like he, I almost felt like he. I I took it as like he lost his memory. But then at the very end, that maybe he did remember, and then he was like, "Okay, I remember." But then he's he like kind of played because you know it was like they were kind of like, "Oh, remember when they were going into the house into the, the pink room?" And they're like, um, "What are we gonna say if somebody sees us breaking in here?" He's like, "Oh, we're just a couple old guys that are just confused." You know what I'm saying? So I kind of took it as like he kind of did get his memory back, and like he at that point, it? yeah, like at that point. I felt like he was definitely lost for sure. But then at that point, at the very, very end, like he looked at her and I just kind of got it like, oh, like, you know, you know who she is. And he just wanted to let her be and not bring all that shit back. After he thought about his wife. That's what I took it. You know, like Inception with the top spinning, like, oh, he's in a dream or he's not. Like, I always took it as faked it or not. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was genuine. But then at the very end, I forget there was like this point where he like looks at her and he just kind of has this like where you look at somebody and you recognize them, but you don't know their name, mm-hmm. you know? So I kind of took it as that, but yeah, if it, 
I don't know. That's just what I took from it personally. All right. But I don't Shit. know. I, I it, to feel like he didn't. I, I didn't really piss I, me off. I, that I was much. thinking like maybe it was better for her. Yeah, exactly. To just like why it's just gonna make her life. He already knows she's good, right? Like, why does he need to tell her all this shit? You yeah, know? and like he's good now. Yeah, they're both good, right? Like, why does he need to bring it up and have her go through all this shit? Which I like, thought it was really cool they did that in this one. Like, you're expecting some like super, yeah, you know, crazy sort of ending, and it and it was a crazy ending, but it but it wasn't at the same time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was dope. It was really fucking great. I was I was so stoked. Ha, I wish it was we're long. done. But the one thing that I fucking hated was I could not stand, and you guys probably had fucking boners for this shit, but I could not stand the fucking director talking about how fucking great he is after every fucking episode. I like, like I can fucking eat a dick, dude. I, I only watched like a or couple the writer of or whatever the fuck his name is. He, I, 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 I just appreciate, I just wanted to know what was, like, every time I'm watching a show like this, I'm always thinking, what was the writer thinking? Yeah. And it was cool to get, but he was super pretentious. Yeah. So I write true detail. But yeah. at the same time, he is a fucking genius. For sure. Absolutely. But you don't know how to be a dick. It's not exclusive. It was just, I just got that vibe. I just want to know if anyone else got that. I was you just know, like, you know who, like, okay, this is completely <laughs> off topic. I just want to say this really quick. Aaron Sorkin's episode on Mark Maron's podcast. I was unlistenable because really? Aaron Sorkin is so far up his own fucking ass. <laughs> I couldn't do it, dude. Yeah. He's well, so, he's I, I, so like, he like, he like made me angry. Like I was like in my car, yeah. like he was talking about how he re- he wrote the play for, um, for, uh, fuck. What's that? I totally what's disagree. The color, the color purple, which you do. Yeah. Yeah. By we'll get way. to that. But he wrote, he wrote the color purple. Right. And he was talking about how the dad, you, you've read it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the rape case. With, I've heard about it. Okay, so there's the char- The main character is this white dad who's who's uh, the lawyer for this black guy who's wrongly accused of rape, right? And his characteristic, he's like this altruistic, like he sees the good in everybody. Mm-hmm. And when the people are racist, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, you know what? Like, you know, I see where you're coming from. You have to understand where these people are born. Like, he was like, it's okay. Like, he like mm-hmm. was really understanding. And Aaron Sorkin's like, you know, I wanted to change it for mine. Like, I didn't really buy that. So I made that one of his faults and like how he should hate racists. And like, he like totally right. like ruined the whole like virtue of the writer. Yeah. I was like, dude, fuck this guy. I mean, he was talking about Donald Trump in like the most pretentious <laughs> way. He was like the Hollywood elitist. Like, he's just an idiot. And I think people are just dumb. America has a dumb problem. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, shut I can't up, stand dude. people like that. But Pat disagrees. Tell us about how you like dumb people. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. Well, I mean, first of all, I just, am, I mean, he's amazing. Great. He's yeah, no, right. so it's it's, it's, it's like the same shit. thing with the other dude is like, totally, he's one of my favorite writers ever born. But, but like, he's, also, he's a fucking dick. He's, did you get to the part where he talks about AA? No, I didn't. Wait, are we it. talking about Aaron Snorkin or where the fuck his name yeah, is? Yeah, Aaron Snorkin. Oh, okay. talking about. Aaron Sorkin, like, has I, been sober. I thought sober. we were talking about Nick Palazzo, where the fuck his name Aaron is. Aaron Sorkin's, like, been sober for a long time and, like, he, 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 he lives by these principles and, like. Does he, though? I think he, yeah, I, I, I think don't he know. He needs some humility in his life. That makes sense why he would probably be an ass, but finish what you're saying. Sorry. Well, I mean, I don't think he's an ass at all. Okay. I think that you're entitled to have opinions about. I mean, it's just. I just think that. Um, you know that one. If had he not said that thing about the color purple, which no, no, is like it wasn't. a race trigger. No, 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 it wasn't. No, 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 I, no, let no, me finish. No, I don't want. I don't want you to frame me as this race trigger person at well, all. I, mean, I don't dude, want that's that to the one that thing. slide. No, 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 it was also the politics of like yeah, him calling but that's the, the same thing. It's like politics and race. It's like uh, put that aside. 
I mean, he talked about his 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 mentor as a writer, and when he wrote, he wrote a few good men. Like yeah, I didn't even so know that. Good. That is like because he he had someone in Guantanamo Bay, and and he talked about how he didn't even really want to be writing. Um, Shows or, or for film, he was just trying to write plays, and then someone was like, "Yeah, this could be a movie." And then he also talked about he actually opened up my mind to like he's the complete opposite of like what I want to be. He's like, "I don't, I'm not here to take a picture." It's not. Did you get to that part no. where he describes himself as like a painter? He's like, "I'm painting, right? Not take. I, I want to take a picture. I want to make a movie about like something real. I want it to feel real. I want you to feel like it's real. I don't want people to be. When I watch it, a movie written by Aaron Sorkin, I'm like, people don't talk like this, right? You know what I'm saying? They go back and forth, and they all, they have the best dialogue, right? Well, but that's what he wants. He wants it's a movie. It's not supposed to feel it, real. Well, yeah, he says reality is boring. You want real yeah. people talking. There's no fucking point. Yeah. So yeah. I I just think that we need to try to be a little bit less judgmental and i've been noticing this about wickham recently and just this generation of 20 you know the younger generation they're very quick to like tear someone apart like it's actually what happened with Shaq, and it's kind of fucked up like we posted this video and everyone just like couldn't wait to just shit on him right his fans everyone and my friend steve was talking about this too he's like we're in this weird time where like people like maybe Aaron Sorkin like said one or two things that like were stupid or maybe he's not right, but that doesn't make him a fucking total pretentious piece of shit asshole. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, it wasn't about the race thing. First of all, it wasn't about the race trigger. It was about that. He changed Harper Lee's writing. Who's like a, like a huge, like no one watches Aaron Sorkin movies in high school as a project, but everyone reads Harper Lee's books. Cause he's like, or, I was just saying it was like disrespectful and pretentious of him to change someone's story. Well, I mean, it obviously in worked. His own, yeah, but it worked cause he's him. And like, what do you mean? I just well, think he he's kind of a it, fucking, when he did I, it, I love him. his writing, dude. You know how many times I've seen all his movies, but, and like, um, the newsroom and everything it's uh, and the West wing, but like it's, he's just like, kind of a douche and you know what he he's changed? such a he's such a good writer that like i'm still gonna love his shit right. even though he's a douche and that's fine okay but you're saying he's a douche yeah based on <laughs> like based on listening to like a half a podcast okay he's a douche from all the interviews i've seen of him he's kind of a douche right but I, I, I just uh, don't think i've never met him in person i mean let me let me put it this way like i don't think anyone in this entire world is a douche. All right. Well, that's, no, that's yeah, I don't, cause I don't really know. Let's see. Well, what about people that you know personally? I don't really, I mean, I could like, who, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't, I really don't think. No, that, don't, 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 don't challenge him on this rabbit hole. No, I was just wondering <clears throat> why you will lose. No, I'm serious. Like we shouldn't, like I'm, we're douches sometimes. Like everybody, no, I get what you're saying. You know, everybody like, in a certain moment is, yeah, yeah. I just and think you're that we talking should... about the mob mentality where it's like really quick and easy to yeah. just to be like, if somebody does one tiny thing yeah. wrong, I, I don't know. I just think that like after having been through everything that I've been through, I just I'm not here to like shit on people right. or like, I mean, like even Shaq. Okay, so Shaq's a good, that's a good example. Like, I, 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 I do think that, like, Rich the Kid and Shaq West are, like, douches, okay? <laughs> but, but, like, and, like, Little Pump and, like, Takashi and all those, but they're just really, really all they are is, like, young, immature. Right, they're just kids. 
kids, like big headed, right? And I just like, and I think that Wickham is like the most mature kid at his age I've ever met in my life. How old are you? 22. Like, like leaps and bounds ahead of Nate. Right. Like, although Nate's super talented and Wickham's super talented and like just this young, I feel like the older you get, hopefully the more like wisdom you get and, sure. and, and the less like hostile and judgmental you become and you're more like empathetic and yeah. compassionate. And like, I just, I just don't ever think we should like just bottom line anyone like that, you know, especially based yeah. on like a few I interviews mean, we've heard. I'm you, just you, like talking shit. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like I hate know. him as a person. That's right? good. That's yeah. good. That's good. I, mean, I was talking shit about whatever the writer of true detective, because it was just like, Oh, that yeah, annoys like, me. You still watched it and you love it. Yeah, well, like, he, he probably is. If you met douche. him in person, you'd be stoked. He probably like, is a douchebag, pretentious piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just, went back just like, just said. like, dude, I've been watching this Palms commercial behind the scenes and this is like English director, this like big name, whatever. And he's like sitting on this chair and he's like directing like Cardi B and like all these like, just like this fucking guy, you know, <laughs> which kind of makes, which kind of like is this what is when we do the curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but this is kind of actually a big part of my motivation for not wanting to be like a director and like how I, I yeah. really want to have like this family vibe on set. Cause I just, I think that it's so easy for directors to like get drunk with power. It's a clout. It's all clout. Yeah. Well, especially a director because yeah. nobody has like more power dude you know? i've met like so in my home group there is this like director i hope he doesn't listen to this but like he was he shared in the meeting and he was like directing like john legend shit like he was like a real director mm -hmm. and i was so excited to meet him and i was telling pat i was like dude there's this guy like i'm gonna like learn from him it was yeah, dope. He's, he's sober like he's in my home group and then like yeah. i get to know him and i'm like oh my god you're so pretentious you're a piece dude. of shit yeah. i like got him into complex con for free and i was just like i legit like don't care about you anymore well, <laughs> yeah. he's so pretentious well, every director i've met like that like most i've never met like a really nice director well what happens is i think that they just they don't have this like they don't have as strong as of an identity and they see all these other people acting a certain way and they think yeah. they kind of have to be mm -hmm. it's sort of like with the whole like thing that yeah. we've been experiencing with like you know like the whole director conversation that we've been having like at Ridge it's like um you know this is the way it's supposed this is the way it's been and it's like i don't really like that i don't mm -hmm. we don't it's a different time now like let's Let's collaborate. Let's have some humility on set. Let's. Right. I, I just don't see the value in like being like drunk with power. And I've always liked that shit. about you. You're like the kid that like when you play a video game with your friend, you're like, let's play on the same team. Yeah. Rather like when we play zombies, I'm that way too. Yeah. You are very much that way. Check your eagle. You're, Danny's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like giving. Dude, Danny's the first guest to help me set up the podcast. <laughs> He's like, oh, hard hard. Hard. like, this guy's the shit. Well, like there's also like people that like want to play like against you always because they want to like beat you. Right. And like you play a video game with your friend and then you like beat them, like you start to feel bad. So you're like, yeah. you're like Let's, why don't you play on my team? There's people yeah. like that. And there's people that are just like, no, I'm going to beat your fucking ass every time, motherfucker. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah, I can do Which that. really comes from some insecurity shit. Yeah, that's the pretentious shit I think that you're talking about yeah. when you talk about directors and shit. They just, but, um, they I think, that, I think we're at two hours. You want to wrap it up? Wow. 
Dude, this was fucking amazing. I, I think we could. I, we like to have repeat guests. Yeah, and I think back. that we didn't even dive into how, most of the sh- YouTube stuff. Yeah. that we wanted to talk about. But, yeah, um, we're we like, this was such a good. I could make the entire thing. I could make so many clips out of this. It's yeah, insane. if happy accidents happen. Yeah, that was really. I love that one. Um, but yeah, you, I would love to have you back on. I'd love sure. to come back. All right. Oh, so listen. So wait, thanks wait, wait, for listening. Wait, plug your YouTube channel one more time. Oh, uh, yeah. Go check us out at XLNT Sound on YouTube. Check us out. All right. And follow us on Instagram at Ridge Production and our YouTube channel, Ridge Production. Subscribe. So, All right. so you can cut it there. Yeah. But what about Patreon? Well, oh, we got to make that clear. Can I say something to my. Because we're going to post. No, no, I feel like the Patreon, we should do it separate, like handheld. Okay, just so it's cool. like in your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just put just put a link in your description for your Patreon. I'll tell my like my people that if because we're gonna link. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a post from our channel. All right, let's just let's just cut it though. No, no, no. Just say what you want to say. Yeah, okay. just yo, like check out Ridge Production. These guys are some of my best friends. Give them a subscribe, a follow. We love them. Love them back. See, he knows to look into the camera. Yeah, he's you know man. you're talking to people. Yeah, that's what's the hardest part of like learning this shit. <clears throat> All right, guys. See you later. Peace. That was fun.